Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon. Welcome into the run home on SENZ with Kirsten Beave. All thanks to McDelivery. Great to have you with us today on Wednesday, the 8th of March. And today, if you're not aware, is International Women's Day. Yes, that's right. It is the day to show us a bit of credit, show us a bit of love. I'm putting myself into that category as well. So Beaver has to be nice to me today. That'll be the theme of the show. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to McDelivery, we have a a great show lined up for you today. We've got Pomuati from the TAB. Uh, we're going to talk our greatest female sporting moments. We want you to get involved in that as well. But Beave and I will pick out our greatest female sporting moments and the moments that stand out in history for us. After five o'clock, we're chatting to Katie Martin, former White Fern, about the upcoming uh, Sri Lanka series that starts tomorrow in Christchurch between Sri Lanka and the Black Caps. And there's some exciting news uh, for women, female cricketers in New Zealand as well that was announced today. We'll run our eye over the Super Rugby team list for Friday's game. That is the Chiefs and the Highlanders. Both of those teams have been announced. Izzy went off the back fence this morning about the Islanders will put that idea to you and see what you think. Plus, Drive to Survive is a $100 TAB bonus bet voucher today. After six, we cross the ditch, catch up with Joel and Fletch, and we've got the one and only Mr Laney, Brendan Laney, that is, to talk all things Highlanders and... Six Nations. We'll see if he's got a solution for his former side. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. And don't forget, this Friday, if you're in Auckland and you'd like to meet the Phoenix players, head along to the Spark Commercial Base Store in central Auckland. Uh, uh, all the players will be there. Beaver and Ricardo will be broadcasting from 4 till 7 live, and the players will be there for two hours. And we've got tickets to the Phoenix game at Eden Park to give away as well. If you'd like a double pass to the game at Eden Park this coming Saturday, text your name to double eight double three. It is as easy as that on the Temperin Bed Post text line. Beave, welcome in. How's your Wednesday? Hard work yeah. today. You got the wife beater on. Yeah, well, it's looking hot out like there. a bit like Sunny Bill without a Sunny Bill body. <laughs> um, yes, no, it's been a, it's been a down the tools, um, packing pallets for the for the Grins uh, Corporation. Uh, so. Yeah, no, she's been a big day in the, in the shed, but uh, no, great to be here. Obviously, geez, the uh, the sporting world just doesn't sit still, and this the story we finally got our, I guess, result. Of we knew the it was going to happen. We knew he was getting banned, didn't we? Otherwise, they would have come out on Monday and said he's all good to go. Yeah, well, I thought though the fact they only got one week must have meant that they almost forced themselves to put the week on him. Because for me... Well, did you see the excuse? It wasn't an excuse, sorry. Did you see the explanation behind the week? He wasn't actually... He's not been banned for the gesture. He's been banned because on Monday, uh, the foul play committee met over the yellow card. And because of that incident, coupled with the gesture, they decided to ban him for a week. So he he wasn't banned because of the gesture. That's what they're saying. Which I don't think... 
it wouldn't have even gone to the foul play committee had he uh, not have made the gesture, would it? No, the gesture—the gesture is the root of all. Here. Yeah, uh, that's so why they met. But they're saying settlers. no, that's not why he was banned. They're covering their backsides because I think they now know. Well, why did they ban him? This, it's it's a joke, is a, isn't it? It's a joke, a joke, and it has honestly already ruined that Hurricanes Blues game, which should have been the best game all year, as you say, Beeve. Two teams uh, in fine form. We were about to find out if the Hurricanes really are the real deal and where this Blues team sits, but that Hurricanes side is not the same team without Adi Savia. I've got a question around uh, suspensions in rugby. So Dwayne Wade came out in the NBA a few years ago. He did that same gesture. They slapped a fine on him, which is what they do, right? In the NRL, they find yep. players. They do it in the NBA. I'm presuming they do it in football as well. He copped a $25,000 fine, but he was able to play. Would you rather take a fine in rugby, and I'm not suggesting it's anything like that amount because our players aren't on the same sort of salaries, but would you rather cop a fine and play on the weekend or would you rather take the game off? Well, this is the this is the storyline of the NRL grand final last year with the joke of Ryan Madison, who yeah. got killed from pillar to post because, and rightfully so, he decided to take a three day three game suspension as opposed to a pretty measly looking fine. So um, you you take the you take the financial hit every time. Presumably, sure the club's picking it up because they want you to play, right? You're not. It's not coming out of your pocket. The Canes would be like, "Yeah, sure. Where do I oh, sign?" If if the Canes got the option of a couple of grand to get out of here, play on Friday night, yeah. uh, I dare say he's worth a couple of grand in ticket sales alone. And therefore, and then the result, well, that's a whole different kettle of fish if he's a if he's a part of it. So, no, it's ridiculous that this is where we've ended up. Uh, a one-game ban for not uh, slitting your throat, but apparently something else that went down. But we all know that it is because of that. So, no, it's... Uh, I guess they just didn't want to set a precedent. That's why they've tried to fool us with all the uh, Then just let them off. Yeah. And let them off. Exactly. Let them play. Because we all want to see that. We all want to see it. Do you think that's something they could adopt in rugby, the, the fines rather than the suspensions? Or do some things warrant a suspension? But I guess if it was a really... If it was a dumb thing and they should be punished, then you just make the fine a whole lot bigger. Oh yes, no, no. With the NRL, certainly with the NRL, you can't, you can't buy your way out of an eight-week suspension. No, it's, it's, it's a level of suspension yes. that they that they have the offer of the the financial financial uh, get out of jail free card. Well, I feel like. In Artie's instance, it should have uh, maybe been on offer or maybe he shouldn't have been banned in the first place. Uh, but his brother, Julian Savia, has come out with a, a quite humorous tweet. He said, <laughs> Kefi, who's going to carry us this weekend now? Uh, all jokes aside, Artie's the most dedicated and passionate guy I know in rugby. He admitted his wrongdoing straight after the game, apologised and is dealing with the consequences. Now move on. You would- it's funny. I don't think the general public's even being caught up with it. No, to be honest with you. I no, the general public's in the overwhelming uh, sort of opinion that this has been a joke, and yeah. why are we even going around in circles? So, I think it's probably made a media people's job a little bit uh, tastier. And then you've obviously got a few headline grabbers that have wanted to come out and and say it's the most terrible thing they've ever seen. But uh, and bringing up things like the Harker and all of that. But realistically, this was a non-issue that has become far bigger issue than rugby should have allowed it to, to be fair. The, uh, 
in the publicity game, rugby's given itself an uppercut once again. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I saw a story yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. The Boston Red Sox player, Justin Turner, that was smoked in the face by a baseball. He ended up in hospital. Blood was pouring out of his face like it was gory. I want to know what the most horrific thing you have ever seen on a sports field is. I can't watch those injuries. And every time something happens in rugby and we're there, the EVS people, so the people that sit in the Sky Sport truck that are rolling the replays that you see, have to keep watching the incidents over and over and over again. And so they're hearing the leg snap or the ankle twisted the opposite way. What have you seen? It doesn't have to be in professional sport. Have you seen something uh, on the weekend in the amateur game, club rugby, or have you watched something over the years on the TVs that has just made you go, oh, Yuck. If you have double eight double three on the Team Friend B post text line or 0800 150 can you handle that stuff, B? No, not really. Um, when you I see must... a, a knee literally bent sideways, yeah, horrific. I must say, the uh, most horrific thing I reckon I've seen was that when I was actually attending a, a, a club game, all my mates were playing for the Waikou Bees just across the way here in counties, and uh, one of the opposition guys clearly broke his leg. And everyone heard the crack and was Ugh. about three, three or four metres away from me. and uh, But no one did anything about him. And you could sense, well, I could certainly sense what was about to unfold. The play went infield, but it hadn't really changed where it was as far as up and down the field. And I remember saying to the person next to me, I said, this is going to come back on this dude. And they <gasps> sort of pulled him towards the sideline. And I'm talking maybe half a metre outside of the sideline. And sure enough, the very next phase oh, comes back. no, 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 no. a collision oh. ends up on him. And he ends up at the bottom of his ruck. I don't and know the, why I've started this topic noise, because I hate it. <laughs> the noise he made, the noise this fella made who had already broken his leg a couple of minutes oh. before, was unbelievable. Oh. But it was just sort of spine-tingling scream as this poor bugger is underneath a ruck. All of a sudden, after he'd known he'd broken his leg, and then uh, 30 seconds to a minute later, he's at the bottom of a rack with oh. six guys out of it. It was horrific. That is honestly horrific. Like, it actually makes me think sick thinking about it and hearing about it, and I haven't even seen it myself. <laughs> I don't know why I've started this ridiculous topic. Right. But right. if you want to get involved, double eight, double three. The reason why I thought of this is Justin Turner copped a ball in the face. The ball was so hard that came at him that it knocked his helmet off and just knocked him to the ground. You see it with cricketers when it happens, right? On yes. that odd occasion when it gets jammed in in the helmet. Oh. I saw... <laughs> now you've really got me started. Oh, I no. Saw, no, no talk, talking about a, uh, a head, board of a head, I saw uh, my uh, long-time teammate at Waikato, the Chiefs, Dwayne Sweeney, as a 19, 20-year-old, I saw his life flash before his eyes because... It was the year John Mitchell was coaching us in the NPC, and we used to train prior to the NPC starting uh, competition. We used to train at night time, and you can imagine what a June, July night is in the Tron. It's uh, by about eight thirty, nine o'clock. Uh, it's frosty, and uh, Sweens was letting off a few spirals as he is often known to practice. And Mitch's head, the the board head, was it had steam coming off it anyway, just because of the nature of the night, but it's some sort of fog, but. Sweeney's had him square in the side of the head oh. with a uh, spiralling torpedo. And, uh, what, the knocked big him Mitch, out? 
he rocked him off his feet, and he held he held it. He didn't hold it together his uh, frustration or his anger towards Swings. I think Swings was back in his car toward Bonsville before Mitchell even got down to the other end of the field. But uh, yeah, the balls to the face happens so much these days. Have you had one? Are we Falcon? Oh, training. Yeah. Like people like people smoked it right in front of you because it's when you're like a meter away from the ball where it's like. Jeepers. That that is seriously enough to put you on your ass. Well, who can remember the Corey Jane? Yeah. Corey Jane Hurricanes, uh, New South Wales, I think it was. Took one. Fair and square. It's like nearly concussion. <laughs> yeah. I, I have seen I have seen some wobbly legs after it, but <laughs> oh, you always I... get you always get a little bit <laughs> you always get a little bit dusty on people who don't yell out heads, especially in a training situation. Now we've got some ticks. I'm squirming. Roaring. I'm squirming, and I've just because I've seen so many ticks come in. I'm already squirming. If you don't like this kind of thing, you probably shouldn't listen for the next ten <laughs> minutes or so while Beaver clears these ticks. I may or may not take my headphones off because it's a bit too close to home, Beaver. Because at the wedding, one of my friends snapped her ankle in three places, and it That's ended right. up sideways. And yeah. Mills said that was the worst injury he's ever seen. Yeah, I got there just afterwards, and thankfully, because I'm no good on that stuff, so it's oh. not either, um, to have it, have actual crack in the rabbit oh. hole. Uh, oh. <laughs> we've got some I think her yeah. ankle was stuck in the rabbit hole. <laughs> 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 we had to pull it out. Oh. I, you read the text. Why did I start uh, this? Most horrific was Nelson Senior Rugby. My brother on the wing picks up 11 stitches <laughs> to his uh, lower region. To his lower region from a sprig. Still oh. managed three children though, so that's that's great uh, resilience and obviously wonderful work from the medical people concerned. High school cricket at the mighty Francis Douglas Memorial College. Watched as my mate Stuart caught a ball with his face, fractured eye socket, ruptured eyeball. Oh, gross. Jeez, we've, we've really know how to pick a topic here. Um, <laughs> this, a bit is, of cl- this is the goriest one we've ever done. <laughs> we've never done club, anything like this. But <laughs> a bit of club soccer football a few years ago. The opponent our go- and our goalkeeper both kicked the ball at the same time. Oh, no. And the opponent's leg shattered, compound oh. fracture, bloody very disgusting, not to mention screams from Chris. The compound fractures, they're not something I'm a big fan of. That that happened in a super rugby. It was a super rugby game a few Cam years months, back. Uh, the other day, like leg absolutely shattered and it's literally hanging there because it's snapped in half. I'm trying to think. Uh, we we had one, and it was one of the very good South African wingers, one of the the freakish ones. He went for a catch of the ball at the same time as Cecilia Nisi was coming in at Newlands, and he he did the old compound. Leg, not sauce. The other fella. Well, I don't think it was sauce. No, it was the other fella. Um, horrific. Oh. But yeah, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there I was, don't want to see it. There was pictures of Cam Munster's compound fracture from um, the the game against the Eels that came out the other day too. Just grim scenes. Grim, yeah, grim I, scenes. I'm, I'm nervous to read this because hockey scares the hell out of me. Oh. Uh, Premier With hockey. those sticks <laughs> flying in the air and the rock hard ball. Well, in the, in the uh, suicide runs of those on the short corners, um, Premier Hockey in Dunedin, a striker of the, of the opposition had a full dislocation of his hip, sliding for a deflection. I've never heard a growing man scream so much in my life. 
Dislocation of the hip, not fun. Oh my god, that's awful. Hi guys, the worst one I saw on TV was the football player who split his bottom diving forward leg spread. He looks. <laughs> looks How does that happen? <laughs> the football so, player who split. So, so, so many things I could say here, but uh, for the sake of all our jobs, I'll, I'll bite my tongue here because. Um, you opened a very big can of words. Oh, I did. Look, um, we're going to roll with it. So what is the most <laughs> terrific thing you've ever seen on a sports field, whether you were there, whether you were playing, whether it's international and you've seen it on TV? They tend to, um, if, if it happens on TV, they cut away from it straight away and you yes. will not see a replay. <laughs> you will not see a replay of that. So if you're lucky enough to have my sky and you like that stuff and you can rewind it all day, that will be the only time you ever see that. Double eight double three on the Temper and Bed Post text line or 0800 if you want to enlighten us with the details of the goriest thing you have seen on a sports field. Uh, someone's text in, happy International Women's Day, Kirsty. Thank you so much. International Men's Day is every day. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting. This is the run home on SENZ, all thanks to Mick Delivery. If you didn't see the Red Sox player, Justin Turner, who was hit in the face by a baseball uh, in the last day or two, it was absolutely horrific when you saw the blood pouring out of his face. Ended up in hospital. He is doing okay, though. Uh, but what is the worst thing, the worst injury you have ever witnessed? Maybe it's something that happened to you. Have you ever been injured so badly and in that moment, do you feel the pain or is there just so much adrenaline going? Like, if you snap your leg, do you look at your leg and think, oh, God, this doesn't look good? Or do you just avoid that moment, B? <laughs> you just keep I, your head up, eyes up, <laughs> and give me the gas. I've never done a leg, so uh, I couldn't tell you about that. I've uh, done shoulders and backs and stuff, but, yeah, I think the leg would be the most uh, confronting. You'd, you can visibly just, see it. Yeah, mm. yeah, I've, I've, I've snapped my foot, but it wasn't compound, so... I never had to see it come through for soccer or anything, but uh, oh. this, this is a beauty here from, from one of our greats. Uh, played in Buller in the 80s. We left for scrum, but there was still a leg on the ground. <laughs> Luckily, oh it was God. only wooden. That one had come unattached and no harm done. Oh, Ken, that's best brilliant. story of the day, Ken. Uh, I can handle that one. Standing in the slips, standing in the slips, playing cricket, one of the opposition batters got hit in the box. Long story short, his white pants were not white anymore, and someone had to... Count the poor guy's uh, old fella out of the uh, the cracked cricket box and off to hospital he went. Uh, was it unattached? Well, that reminds me. Was that it hanging? I, well, I told you about that scenario when I was at um, A&E with my foot. And that palaver, there was a young fella who uh, oh, was... The, look, an arm's a bit different too. No, 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 no. He was, what? He was off. It was the first night I went in to uh, try and get the foot sorted. Uh there was a young fella getting sent off to Middlemore because he'd got caught in his um, BMX bike trying oh. to do a trick. And he was very much holding on to his uh, manlyhood. Oh. I mean, I don't know what he filled the census out. Um, what what and, happens there? Do you have like oh plastic God. surgery? You know what I mean? Did you catch that from Beef? <laughs> do you don't know how he filled the survey out. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Yesterday we 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 got a bit left field uh, when we started to look at some of his census questions. Steve didn't like them. He to be didn't fair, like what they, they were a bit inferring. questionable, actually. Now, yeah, I was going through it with my flatmate too, and he was asking me like, "What do I put for this one?" I'm, I'm not sure. I said, "Okay." Um, You're not sure how to answer them. 
Uh, but yeah, was, was the was the bike still attached um, when you saw this man in Middlemore? Or? No, he, he, no, they they'd taken the bike off uh, Sid Sid uh, uh, Sid body part, but um, certainly the issue was the body part. Mm, mm, tough. Wow. It's a tough one. It <laughs> is a tough one. Uh, moving right along, uh, it was a summer of football game. Are you enjoying game. this? <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> you eh? seem to He's be quite enjoying this. But enjoying this it. is sick <laughs> that you're enjoying it's my, it. <laughs> it's, I'm not sick. I'm just trying to read all the Texas. We're getting a mountain of Texas here. Uh, was a summer of football game. Uh, my mate and another guy went to head the ball. My mate got the ball. The other guy got his nose. His nose was across his cheek. I took him to A and E and had to stop him looking in the. Review mirror. Cheers, Martin. Oh. oh my God. So his How nose is... was literally out here. Not... Like worse than Nasi Manu. <laughs> I'm sure Nasi appreciates the reference on all things noses. I actually uh, have a very similar story to that one, Martin. Oh, um, Jacob. I was at a futsal game and yeah, the same sort of thing happened to me. And I. Um, what? Your nose? Broke was basically on the in side your ear. of my face, yeah. And then um, I just remember looking down, and and there was blood on the floor. And I said, I, I couldn't feel anything. And I thought, where's that blood come <laughs> from? And then my mate looks at me, goes, uh, from you. And I went to the toilet, and then I went to like look in the mirror. And my nose was on the other side of my face. Oh, well, look, Jacob, um, there's no lasting damage because your nose is fine now. Yeah, no, I, I contemplated um, not getting it fixed just yeah. to look like a hard man. Just and then, to leave um, it on the side of your face. Just leave it like, because I thought, you know, like that's what, that's what, that's what cool people would do and wouldn't be messed with if I had a, if I had a crooked nose. Uh, and then my mum <laughs> thought and, and said, you're not doing that, boy. And then uh, took me to the A&E and I got my nose pulled back <laughs> into place. Worst sound I've ever heard. Cracking. Your mum might have said, Jacob, you're still going to be five foot three. You're not uh, intimidating. People are still going to no still one can know, with you. No one knows my height on the radio. They just know my voice, babe. Don't have to help me like that. Actually, one, I think oh. two quarters of beaver is Jacob. Oh, it's so bad. When he's wearing uh, heels. Oh, Tom Cruise it up, just wear the platforms. But um, actually, yeah. At least your nose is perfect, Jacob. Your great yeah, looking like, nose, Jacob. Tell, tell everyone you know. Dashing, dashing nose. <laughs> Keep these dashing. horror stories coming. Has something happened to you or have you been there and witnessed something absolutely horrific, something that has just made your guts to churn and want to throw up on the field? Double eight, double three on the Temperate Bedpost text line or 0800 150 811. You're listening to Kirsten Beave on the run home and if... If you don't like the gory stuff like me, if you don't like hearing legs snap or ugh, something else crushed, this is probably not the segment for you. We don't like excluding people, um, but I'm with you on this. I don't tend to like them. Beaver's absolutely loving this injury chat. The worst injuries you've ever seen on a sports field or witnessed either in real life on TV. What are they? Because Beaver's just having a field day. <laughs> well, I'm not, but, you know, we've got to cater. This is uh, it's topical right now after what you brought up with your Boston mate. So uh, I think we've actually got a call in, and it's from Mulu Country. So we better take it. Stu, how are you? Hey guys, good. Thanks, good. Have you got something good for us? Have you? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were teenagers at the time, but we we're playing these old fellas in, in tennis, in doubles tennis, and of course the old fellas were wearing white, and uh, me and my mate were running these old buggers around. And um, all of a sudden, the, the sky was was getting redder and redder in the back of his white shorts. And we wondered what the hell was going on. And he said to his partner, he says, do you see that guy's 
behind it's red ass. And he goes, oh, shit, I better say something to him. He said, excuse me, Tony, but have you got a problem there? And he looks down and he's absolutely saturated in blood from behind. And uh, we found out he had a hemorrhoid operation about three weeks, uh, three days earlier, and he's, he's, um, he's ripped something. Oh, so, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker. <laughs> uh, did he finish the game, Stu, or did he default? <laughs> I think he defaulted. We didn't see him for a long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, Stu. Thank you for the oh, call, yeah. mate. Oh. All, good. All good. You have a good day. Um, Cheers, mate. Not just because of the pain, but also the humiliation uh, yeah. when it comes to that instance. Should have picked a different colour that day. Maybe oh, not the tidy whities I've, I've uh, I think we've we've had some not painful issues, but we've had some embarrassing issues playing in the Chiefs away strip over the years uh, amongst the lads. What do you so, mean? Oh, I mean when you're on the road, tummy bugs rip through the team um, at a rate of knots. Sometimes you're talking about on-field issues. There's been a few. There's been a few uh, not so. Uh, how do you, how do they're you not grass stains. They're not grass stains, and it's been a, an urgent blood bin situation. Is that what happens? Because <laughs> the TV cameras would pick everything up. <laughs> well, yes, the the Chiefs' white uniform has played havoc on a few. There's obviously in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have been. Oh, well, we don't need to hear any more of that. That That is completely <laughs> enough. But if you'd like to join the conversation, double eight, double three on the Temperin Bedpost text line, the most terrific thing you've ever seen on a sports field. Uh, we're catching up with Paul Mawati from the TAB now. Bet live in your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie, welcome into the programme. Have you ever witnessed anything absolutely so graphic that you just have to look away? <laughs> oh, just Beaver describing what he just did there, <laughs> what just happened then there. That's enough uh, graphic sort him. of detail for. Oh my goodness! I, I, yeah, it's like when someone names. says, exactly. It's like when someone says, oh, "I've got a friend who." Uh, <laughs> I can assure you, it was, it was a friend. Beaver with the tummy bug, and he's had a blood bin. Go back and watch one of his games over there. <laughs> I've got cast iron guts. It was never me. Yeah. Yeah, just check that he come back onto the field with new shorts or something. Yeah. <laughs> like really white, like fifty minutes into the game. <laughs> exactly. Oh, crikey. Oh, no. Paulie, what's uh, what's grabbing everyone's attention midweek? This cricket test has snuck up on us. Yeah, it certainly has. What uh, starts tomorrow um, up against the Sri Lankans uh, and the Black Caps, of course, coming off that famous, unbelievable um, back from the dead um, victory against the English in the second test of that series. Well, they're very, very warm favourites against the Sri Lankans. They're $1.18, the Black Caps, to win the first test, which starts tomorrow down there at Hagley Oval. The Sri Lankans are $8.30. The draws at $7.60. Um, most of the action, and it's not surprising, is on the Black Caps at $1.18. The boys have also got a boosted uh, market there on Kane Williamson to be the top New Zealand run scorer in the first innings. He's been boosted from 375 out to 450. That's been very, very popular as well. They've also got a number of power plays um, around day one and also the first uh, inning. So um, punters getting stuck into that as well. But uh, I thought I'd mention uh, a couple of other things because it's International Women's Day today. And we're doing a few things around women's sports. 
Um, we've had a bonus back promotion on the thoroughbred meeting at Topol today um, on uh, any female uh, jockey. So uh, if you place the fixed odds win bet on a horse ridden by a woman at Topol today, and if it finished second, third or fourth, then we'll give you your money back up to $50 as a bonus bet. Now, there's only two more races to go at Topol, race seven and race eight. And unfortunately, there are no uh, women jockeys in race seven uh, because of all the scratchings that have come out. But there's one woman jockey left in race eight. That's Bailey Rogerson. Uh, she's on the team Rogerson uh, runner all the rage. So she's the last chance for you to be a part of that woman's bonus back on the Topol meeting. And the bookies have also sharpened their pencil and they've put together a number of boosted odds markets on certain women's events over the weekend, including the women's IPL, uh, also the uh, women's super rugby, uh, the netball. I'm just looking down the page here. I'm just thinking, now which one would Beaver have a little stab at? Um, probably... Uh, I'm thinking he'd probably have a go at the Magic uh, against the Stars. And the yes. boys have boosted an option there. Either team to win by one to five. So it doesn't matter who wins, Magic or Stars, although it probably does the Beaver. Either Magic. team to win by one to five, uh, being boosted from 215 to 240. And that has been pretty popular with punters. So um, if it's a close game, um, you'll be in the money there. So, yeah. Boosted out to 240. The one that I like though was in the women's IPL, uh, where they boosted Amelia Kerr to be the top Mumbai run scorer in their match against the Delhi uh, Delhi Capitals uh, on Friday morning. She's been boosted from six dollars out to eight dollars. She's in some very very good form at the moment. Scored 45 not out um, and is bowling well as well. So she's she's really really loving playing cricket over there on the subcontinent. So, yeah, she's been boosted from $6 out to $8 to be the top Mumbai run scorer on Friday morning against the Delhi Capitals. There you go, Kirst. Plenty of options there. And, I'm uh, just curious about Super Rugby and that Canes uh, odds. Has it changed at all now that Artie Savia is not there? And has the Highlanders moved now that the three All Blacks are back? They've moved out. Oh, have they? <laughs> what, so now the Chiefs are going to put 40 on them? The point starts 23 and a half, Kirst. <laughs> Ouch. I, I, look, the, the Highlanders are going to click uh, at some stage during this season. Against uh, the, the Australian teams. The moment, yeah, the action, oh, yes, the action at the moment is suggesting it won't be this weekend against the Chiefs. Uh, um, the Chiefs currently six. the Highlanders $8.00. Um, yeah, not a lot of hope for the Highlanders. And the Hurricanes have moved in their match against the Blues. They were 240 yesterday, now drifted out to 250. The Blues are into $1.57, and, um, and that is off the back of the news that Artie Sevier will be serving a one-match suspension uh, this weekend. So Canes drifting slightly out to 250. Uh, Blues into $1.57. Not a lot of friends for the Highlanders in terms of money going their way at the moment. I don't know how how far out do the Highlanders have to go before we attract a wee bit of action on them. The $8 at the moment, do we have to get to double digits? Do we have to get to $10? Um, They'll upset know. someone. They, they, exactly, they will. And you, you'll you look back on Monday and think, Bugger. oh, I, I knew they were going to do that. <laughs> and, and Warriors News, um, they are 
they've drifted as well. They were $4 yesterday. They're now out to $4.20. They were 12.5-point underdogs yesterday, now out to 13.5-point underdogs against the Sydney Roosters, who, of course, were unable to beat the uh, Redcliffe Dolphins in the first week. And the Dolphins, well, the bookies have made a, a, a wee bit of a, a mistake. When they first opened uh, on Monday, they were 290 to beat the Canberra Raiders. They're now into $2.40 just on the weight of money that was taken on the Dolphins. And the Raiders have now drifted out to $1.55. Very good. Plenty of options around. Thank you for your time, Paulie. All good. Have a good one, guys. Paul Mawatu from the TAB. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Do gamble responsibly. It is R18. The texts keep coming in about the most goriest, horrific (laughs) things you've seen on a rugby field. Uh, For Beaver, it wasn't an injury, but Pete's saying Beaver's back. His shorts are always clean. Can't have been him. Can't have been me. Although he did used to love the buffet. Great to have you joining us today. And it seems like many of you are enjoying the conversation, even though... Uh, it's not for everyone. Let's just say that. It is not for everyone. The gruesome, the gory uh, parts of sport that sometimes are just unavoidable. The broken legs, backs, shoulders that are twisted in the wrong direction. If it, if you're talking about Jacob, it's a nose on the wrong side of the face. It's not for everyone, but it is for some of you. Double eight, double three on the Temper and Bedpost text line. We're talking about the most horrific thing you have seen on a sports field, Beeve. They're still coming. <laughs> They're still coming. They're still coming really, really hot. They, uh, there's a beauty here. Afternoon team uh, played the game back in the old rucking days and teammate had his ear torn off. It was a mud bog paddock and the ear couldn't be found. Funny part, now he had a stub left and they made him an uh, ear and he, and he would hook over the stub. Uh, Favourite team, team prank was to borrow the ear and drop it in someone's uh, jug of beer. Free beer for us. Uh, the boys. Oh. The boys at the club. How good. Um, I'm trying to think. Can I... Um, I, I, I would like to ask a question Who about Who do I that. know he's got an eye like that and he does that? Honestly, what, he just I, drops an eye into a beer? Yes. One of those fake eyes. Yes. He's got a glass. I'm trying to think who I know. Mad Eye Moody? Uh, <laughs> no. Jacob, though. Please, before I read another gruesome text to make Curse fall off your chair. Yeah? I thought you had something. You had oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that was sorry, just a, mate. Sorry. You didn't when you're me. ready. When no, you're no, ready, no, no. I'm just uh, mind blank. Do you blank. need a break first? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, you know, I was just wondering um, if the well, at BYOs, I don't know if you guys know about the, the coin game where you yes. uh, drop a coin in someone's drink and they have yes. to down it. I wonder if that was, that was similar with the ear. So like you put it put the put the ear in a beer. You wouldn't have you seen down it. The you beer. Would have drank your beer and felt this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. False teeth. False teeth. There's a few guys playing around club rugby scenes with false teeth. Oh. That's another classic. Dropping it in people's beer. The false teeth. Oh, yeah. Gross. I wouldn't know about that one personally. <laughs> Keep the stories coming, babe. Uh, got a very deserved racking in the semi final, which we ended up, which we won. Ended up with five stitches. Played the final. Got a deserved rucking. What did you do? <laughs> well, it wasn't me. I'm, I'm reading some of his text here. Sorry, guys. Uh, played the final the next week with stitches in, and they got rucked out. Tore me open again. 20 years later, my, t- my teammate, Matt, finally owned up. He'd gone to uh, give one of the other guys a... Sorry, this is my text machine here. Uh, I have to give one of the other team a scrape as I landed on top... Uh, to this day, the scar's still there. 35 years later, that's from our great mates, PJ. Uh, yeah, quite, 
quite often you'd get the wrong guy. I think uh, back in those sorts of rucking uh, days, Kirst. Mm. Do you get some of those? Uh, I didn't go any uh, go near any rucks. No, to we be know rucked, that. Of course, we know that. Uh, any others, B, or are we putting this to bed now? Well, uh, no, we're not putting it to bed. Uh, no, there's too, there's too many to ignore. Okay, uh, keep here's, going. Here's, an, here's another beauty uh, from our great mate, Peter Hummer. The old, the old work social sports tournament in the nineties. The big boy was in goal. He executed a perfect scissors kick, clearing the goal line. Landed on its left leg, which promptly snapped. Oh. Bones sticking out and all. People were spewing, and not because we were all hungover. <laughs> Poor fella had to stay in Palmy too. Oh, the worst. Uh, oh, what? So having to stay in Palmy? No, I mean, the the, the snap leg, leg snapped. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Uh, and when you're there to see it, I honestly reckon it's probably worse for the people that see it than the person that has it. To take you out of a break, played a cricket game where a guy got hit in the groin protector, the box, of course, and the poor plastic cup caved in on impact. Broken plastic severed, oh no, severed, severed um, a nut off. Uh, retired hurt. Uh, thank you, Wardy. Uh, that's that's another level again. And that'll take us to the break. We'll be back with more right after this. This is how Beaver sees it. Well, Kirst, the news about Artie is, well, it's made me think about this weekend. And obviously, we're all a little bit gutted that uh, one of the greatest won't be out there doing his bit for the Hurricanes. Because quite clearly, the Hurricanes, for years certainly in recent times, have been a two-man show. It's been the Geordie and the Artie, and if they haven't been off their charts brilliant, then they've invariably lost to the New Zealand teams. Well, what happens this weekend without Artie if the Hurricanes go and beat the Blues? For me, it would be the greatest stamp on their credentials that they are actually better than recent years. They have learned from previous failings. And what would it mean for some of the Blues boys? So many fringe All Blacks that Blues side, a loss to the very much underarmed Hurricanes would be, well, not quite catastrophic, but it would certainly have some issues. S-E-N-Z. Welcome back into the run home on SENZ. Well, if you missed it, the Boston Red Sox, Justin Turner, was hit in the face by a baseball. It was absolutely gruesome. He was sent to hospital. He had blood pouring out of his face. And so it prompted this text topic, which I'm not sure quite why I brought it up, uh, because I actually hate gory, gruesome injuries, and I'm the first person to look away. I don't even like the sounds. What's worse? Is it the sight of the injury or the snapping sounds that these horrific, or the screaming? Two summers ago, we played a family game of touch um, on Chris Boxing Day. And one of our family friends slid over because the grass was wet and popped his elbow out and his elbow was snapped sideways. And his screaming, waiting for the ambulance, was so horrific. It's literally put me off playing touch. That put you off playing touch? I thought it would have been some of the footage um, that we got sent that we were wanting to broadcast. Um, what, a, what a way to ruin your Boxing Day. Oh, I, I know. We were having a great day. It was a great start to the day. And, well, that ruined it. He didn't even well, have the ball. He was just running. I'll tell you what. Clumsy. <laughs> very, 
You could say clumsy. Uh, oh. Ted, these texts just keep coming in. This one give, give us Watch, a few. This, this is a beauty, actually. Uh, watching my son playing rugby, a team member broke his leg, suffering a compound fracture. The assistant coach ran onto the field, saw the injury, and fainted on top of the player. <laughs> Took two of us to get him up. When he came round, he fainted again and <laughs> fell backwards. Had to call two ambulances. Oh, no. So That's, he fractured uh, the leg even more if you could do that. You would have thought so. Twi- twice, two times over. Why would he run out if he knows he's not good with that stuff? Well, I mean, everyone was probably looking at you thinking, you know, you're a man, you're a man of importance in this team. You're sending um, someone else out there. If you can't handle it, you're not even attempting to look at it. Uh, there's a few beauties here. Um, oh, this is a good That's one from Mark. Though. Mark was there the night that uh, Yowie snapped his ankle oh. going down to score. Uh, a scream, and uh, you could see the blood coming through the sock. Oh, like that! That is horrific. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry, Kirst. I can't. Uh, my my text machine. You're gonna have to take out. You're gonna Which have- one? You're going to have to front up and read one. There was one that I really wanted to get into, but I just couldn't get my text machine. Uh, but dislocated three times. Dislocated three times. Right up the top, there's one. Right up the top. Are you setting me up here? No, 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 no. I literally can't get it to uh, Okay, here we go. It's a long one. Brace yourselves. I don't know if I can read it, but I'll give it a go. I'm like that assistant coach fainting at every, at every turn. Hi guys, a bit of a long one. Dislocated the same shoulder three times over the years. First was slow speed, turn into the lift queue for the first run of the day on the first day of the week's holiday. Second was swimming at the beach on Christmas Day. Wife's idea to go swimming. Had to be driven into ED from Sumner. In Christchurch, of course. Ah, that's, again, it's just, you're not close, are you? You're not just up the road. Wife had to restrain me there as I sat with it out for more than an hour until they thought they'd better give me some gas. Third was recently. We're making the bed with the wife and she decided to pull the sheet out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she decided to pull the sheet out of my hands from across the bed. <laughs> Son-in-law who is an orthopedic surgeon and lives next door, had to come over and put his knee into my back to get it back in. Uh, but good news is he's still with the wife. What was it? Hey, that's a positive thing, isn't it? Um, oh, well, horrible. That's Absolutely the text of the year. Horrible. I wish he put a name, oh, they put a name to it. That's not fun. And surely that gets you off making bed duties like from here on out for the rest of your life. You've got a nut. You should never have to change the sheets on your bed again. You've got someone to do that for you. Um, What else do we have here, Beeve? Dislocated my hip in a pre-season rugby tournament. My keg was facing the wrong way. was pretty bad to look at for my... What? 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 It means his gut. Oh, his gut was facing the wrong way. Oh, my God. So his whole hip (laughs) twisted the opposite. How does your body even get into these positions? Well, you dislocate your hip, I'd imagine. And uh, your hip just becomes like this rotating merry-go-round. Yeah. And you can just spin it around. Yeah, it's not, it's not nice. No.
That that is that is not nice at all. <laughs> uh, keep them coming. Double eight, double three. If you're not sick of it already, if you're not feeling squeamish, keep your messages coming. What is the most horrific thing you've ever seen on a sports field? Uh, double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to Mick Delivery, we have our incredible next guest, Katie Martin, standing by to talk all things cricket. We'll run our eye across the Super Rugby team list for Friday's game, the Highlanders and the Chiefs. Plus, we've got a one hundred dollar TAB bonus bet voucher to give away when we play Drive to Survive just after 5.30. After 6, we cross the ditch and catch up with our great mates Joel and Fletch. And we've got Brendan Laney on the show as well to talk Highlanders and Scotland and the Six Nations. They ain't going too bad and they come up against the high-flying Irish this weekend. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to Mac Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. There it is. Don't need the slip because Katie Martin's done all the work. Oh, that's well taken by Martin. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's a great take. It's out. Brilliant, Katie. Katie Martin, she's an absolute legend of the women's game in New Zealand and a broadcaster too, carving out an incredible career on both sides of the Tasman. We're very lucky to have her on. Katie, thank you so much for your time and welcome into the programme. First thing we want to touch on is this Inter-Island T20 series that's returning for the first time in more than a decade. Uh, you must have played in one of these. How good is this? G'day, g'day. Yeah, broadcasting. You might be pushing it. I'm a, I'm just a cricket fan at the moment. But, I've been watching you in Australia and you've cricket. been doing amazing. <laughs> oh, they, they need a Kiwi to take the mickey out of, although Joey's <laughs> there now, so they've got him. Um, yeah, no, a wee while ago, actually, I think probably 15 years ago. So it's been a wee while since we sort of had a North-South series. Um, it's it's good, the old the rivalry between both of those uh, islands. Um, there's always a contentious thing that sometimes people that play up north are still classified as southerners because they're because uh, they were born there. But I think they've sorted that out now. So yeah, it's a pretty ex- exciting series for I guess both the up and coming and then the white ferns that have just got back from South Africa to, to go against each other. So I'm f- looking forward to it. I feel like every sport should have a North versus South series because everyone looks forward to to that rivalry and the where you came from and, and where you were born and where you went to school. Why did it disappear? Why has it been gone for such a long time from the calendar? And will it stay? Will it be here to stay this time around? Oh, that's all great questions. I think maybe David White might need to answer that because he does the schedule. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the Southern team's been so strong that he got a little nervous that, um, you know, they were going to tip up the North Island again. But I just think it's just been so hard with the amount of cricket and, and yeah. I guess, more of the professionalism that it's been that there hasn't been a chance to get that. We've had, like, New Zealand development teams um, and New Zealand A teams that sort of play um, against each other. And the White Ferns have played so many tournaments, World Cups, and that mm. around this period of time. So it's just been hard to fit it in but I what I understand is it will be back and there'll be one hopefully September October as well um as well so yeah it's it's fantastic I guess to be able to get our best what 24 odd players in the country together Mm. to play against each other and continue to develop um the game so I reckon Beaver wouldn't have known what team to play for whether is would you be southern or northern Beaver there's been so many super teams but for for me it'd have to be the north um Unfortunately, but uh, it depends how many Aucklanders are in the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now, uh, obviously, Kirst alluded to the fact that you've been uh, a bit of a commentary uh, extraordinaire lately. Talk to us about uh, doing the women's BBL for uh, Channel Nine. That must have been some experience. Nah, Channel Seven, mate. You got to do. Oh, the Channel Seven. Yeah, come on, yeah. B. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> I can't keep up, but hey, quite rightly, uh, correct me. They're paying the bills. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Well, hopefully they'll ask me back this year. Oh no, it's um. <laughs> Well, a few years ago, yeah, a few years ago, I um, I used to get mic'd up, which is didn't need to anyway, because people turn the stunt mic up, as I could hear when in the introduction, which is not nice to hear yourself back screaming, but that's okay. <laughs> I guess it's payback from mum and dad, but um, yeah, so they used to mic me up, and I, you know, when you tell a story, you always need to sort of add a little bit of mayo, sauce it mm. up a wee bit, so they they love the fact, so. Um, yeah, they they enjoyed that and said, oh, do you want to come on and do some commentary? And I, I said, oh, look, I don't really, I know a little bit of the ins and outs of it, um, but I'm literally going to talk about the game from, from, I guess, my perspective. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. And I guess I, I feel so fortunate um, being able to work with the likes of Mel Jones. And, yeah, um, yeah she's sort of taken me under her wing. And she's someone, I guess, I idolised um, in terms of broadcasting and that. So, yeah, she's um, the first time I actually, I, I got stitched up. And I was sitting in the sideline. It was rain. It was a rained out game. It was raining, and then and Erin Holland, who was the presenter at the time, was sitting on the sideline, and she had to go to the toilet. And she and quickly they said, "Oh, Katie, we've got it. We've got to throw. You know, we're going back on. We need to, you know, just say how many overs that are going to be bowled and when we're going to be back on." And and I'm like, "Yeah, yep, no worries, and no monitor or anything." And so I had no paper, no pen, no piece of paper, and. So they've put me on and, and I'm bad with numbers. Like there's, you know, like there's dyslexia and then there's just this numbers issue. And so they all merge into one. And so I've said, oh, we're starting back at 2.30 and three bowlers can bowl five overs and five bowlers can, oh, and then I'm just, and I'm just rambling on. And I just said, oh, look, I have no idea how many bowlers are bowling what. And I didn't realise that underneath on the banner it had exactly what I was meant to be talking about. So here's people reading this, and I'm just mumbling over not knowing how many people did what. The next day, Mel Jones had gone to the stationery shop and got a pen and some cards and said, here you go, you might need this for next time. (laughs) And so we joke about, I don't know whether that was a compliment or or not, but I take it as a compliment that she said, you know, you did all right, but here, maybe you need this in the future. So, um, yeah, I've been been very fortunate um, to be able to do, I guess, travel the world now to be able to, to do commentary and I mean talk about a game that I love um so yeah and, and the players put up with me which was all right well <laughs> so far such good stories Katie thank you so much for sharing those now will you be involved in the Black Caps commentary coming up uh of course series starting against Sri Lanka tomorrow yep yeah I've just left the ground actually um did a couple of interviews today so yeah it's looking spectacular and, and there's so much on this game as well I think if Sri Lanka win 2-0 and, and India um, lose to Australia, yes. they'll be in the World Test Championship. So there's plenty to play for. So I think we're going to see an exciting series. Uh, maybe not the excitement of, of England. I think people's nerves need a little bit of a break <laughs> after that last day. But, yeah, it's, it's um, looking like a fantastic series coming up. Now, clearly it's certainly my naivety, but I'm sure a lot of cricket fans' naivety in this country didn't even hear that news that Sri Lanka is knocking on the door mm. of being a part of that World Championship final. Yeah, so if, if India either lose or draw to Australia, which I think they're having a panic around how they're going to prepare that wicket after the last test match, <laughs> um, if then and Sri Lanka win 2-0 against the Black Cats in the, in the final, um, 
in England against Australia. So it's it's so fantastic. And I think if you look at the games that Sri Lanka have played, they've played half the amount of Australia and most other nations. So it's so fantastic for for a country like that, and especially all the hardships that they've been through over the last few years in their country as well, to how much that would mean to their country. So um, irrespective of, I guess, you know, from a New Zealand perspective, you'd love New Zealand to win, but the romance around the storyline with Sri Lanka is pretty cool as well. So, um, yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting this. How are you looking Look, forward to, sorry, B, to seeing out there either from New Zealand or a Sri Lankan perspective? One name I'm looking forward to is Dick Weller. He's the wicketkeeper. And he has, if you think I've got chat, he has got even <laughs> better chat. So um, hopefully they'll turn up the stunt mics. He's got some fantastic chat as well. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, after, the, you know, the performance of Neil Wagner in that game in Wellington and just to see him, I guess, continue to fight the lion-hearted guy that he is, I'm looking forward to him on this wicket. And, yeah, and hopefully it'll be a pretty, pretty good game. The wicket's still green. But, um, yeah, go Dick Weller behind the stumps. Um, and I'll make sure they turn the mic up. And, uh, and Wags, I think. Go-tos for me. And amongst that New Zealand crew, obviously you mentioned Wags, who after his final day heroics, you'd like to think that's uh, shut a few people up. But is there <laughs> anyone else that you're thinking, geez, they, they need to consolidate their spot in the team for series? Yeah, I think um, obviously Henry Nichols hasn't necessarily scored the bulk of runs that we're used to, but he loves Hagley Oval. Um, it's sort of like, I mean, it's his home ground anyway, so he's got a good average there. And I think, um, you know, he's sort of looked like he's got starts. He's toughed it out at times. So I think he'll be just encouraged to, to sort of get on with it. And um, I think him and Tommy Latham perform really well at home. So I think if they if we can get a little bit more out of that middle order, and I mean, Tommy Blundell's been fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure about 130 kegs up at the stumps. But anyway, <laughs> I think that would go right <laughs> past my face. <laughs> but he's, how does, that, he's how does that go down with your quicks? Surely oh. the boys, that's chucking a few bounces just to say, get back, you're insulting me now. Oh, yeah, your ego definitely gets a hit, doesn't it? But it sounds like um, yeah, it sounds like they've all sort of had chats for him to get up to the stumps. I did that once for a lady called Kate Pulford and she bowled it off down leg stump and, and I missed it completely and she said a couple of words that can't be said on radio and said you better <laughs> move back, so I did. So, um, yeah, maybe the boys aren't as precious as the girls <laughs> <laughs> Katie, we've got a text in here before we let you go. Someone just wanted to ask you if you've watched any of the WPL matches in India and, and if so, what your thoughts are on the competition? I have watched a little bit, although I'm still sort of jet-lagged, but um, it was fantastic to see Mealy Kerr um, stand up and perform in that first game and, and to see scores over 200 in the crowd's been, been amazing. So um, I understand that um, it was holy yesterday and a few of the blonde um, cricketers, including Elise Perry, have now got pink hair, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they turn up in the last couple of games. But uh, it's just groundbreaking for, for yeah. women's cricket and um, to see, I guess, the professionalism of the game, not just here, but around the world. And this is careers. And, I mean, players are making half a million dollars plus playing cricket all year round, and um, in the women's game is just fantastic to see. And I think it just it, it helps um, to continue those pathways and encourage people to say, gee, this is a really good sport to play. And, and if you're good enough, you can play in crowds of 20,000, 30,000. And my first, my first tour was against, was in India in 2003 and we had 20,000 at our test match then. And it was just fantastic. So it's such a great place to play cricket and it's fantastic for the women's game. So um, 
yeah, uh, hopefully it continues on like that. And, um, yeah, and hopefully a few years to come, a few of our other players will be on board as well. Absolutely. Katie Martin, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing and hearing you tomorrow and across the next couple of weeks as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Katie Martin Thanks, joining Katie. us there, former White Ferns wicketkeeper, one of the absolute best, and she'll be there on the ground working for Spark Sport. Couldn't have got a better exclusive uh, if we tried. She's she's literally been there at Hagley. On yeah, the green deck. top. Green yeah. top. What, what do you reckon? Well, uh, Would you bowl first, Kirst? I don't know, Beeve. I'm oh, just yeah. thinking, are they playing on the same pitch? I'm just <laughs> thinking, are we going to beat Sri Lanka 2-zip or are they going to beat us 2-zip? No, nah, no chance. No chance of what? Them beating us too, Zip. Although they're in position to yeah. contest the World Test Championship, and we're not. <sighs> we're great at Hagley traditionally, so. Oh, we love Hagley. I, I, I back Beeves cool there. Okay. Latham and the boys, they always perform at Hagley, don't they? Um, well, uh, I hate I hate to say this, but uh, we've got another bunch of messages coming in big so I think we're gonna we've got to keep rolling with it the most terrific thing you've ever seen on a sports field what is it were you there were you watching on tv did it happen to you double eight double three we'll get to the text line in a minute that was the run home feature interview thanks to Mick Delivery staying in to watch the sport let us cook get your Macca's favorites delivered with Mick Delivery this is the run home on ECNZ, all thanks to Mick Delivery with Kirsten Beeve. We've stumbled upon, I, I don't want to call it a gem because it's a bit gross, um, but I'm going to let Beeve get back to the text line and, and clear out these horrific injuries, Beeve. Well, some people, including Dan, have said we must stop this show. Uh, he says we must stop this horror show or I will tell you a story you wish you had never heard. Uh, Jacob, don't answer any phone calls from uh, Dan <laughs> this afternoon. You're a block uh, number, Dan. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Uh, got got a need to be upper lip during rugby training. Split the lip all the way through. Years later, got bitten by a dog in the face and split the same lip again on the same place. After some surgery, good as gold. Cheers, Andre. Oh, you're a sucker for punishment, Andre. Although you probably it was none of it was to do with you. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of cricket injuries here. Um, guys, cricket team... Um, so cricket's God a hit. very dangerous sport. There's money yes. in it. But... Yeah, yeah, there's money in it. We've just, we've just heard about that. you want that. your daughter playing this? <laughs> uh, just hope she's better. Um, the, a mate got hit in the, uh, in the nether regions, uh, standing at gully, so not batting this time. Within a minute, it looked like he had a balloon in his pants. Took him to a local A&E where they had lanced a massive... Hematoma out of there. Cheers, JD. Oh, um, hematomas are disgusting. They're like those massive bruises, beef. The ones that are like, like burst bruises that are so purple and red. And ugh. it reminds me of another situation which you probably don't want to hear, but <laughs> you're going to tell us. Since we're going down path, this path, yeah. I told you about the white shorts of a friend. Now I'll tell you about a hematoma in that same area as uh, the Gully Fieldsman. But this time, it wasn't caused by any sort of uh, big collision or what have you. It was caused by a misplacement of deep heat. Where did they put the deep heat? Well, clearly, they had it on their hands. Maybe oh, been and then they touched. Their groins, got too close, and he wasn't able to play the second half. Due I, can, to I can speak a, from experience. Um, definitely... Uh, 
Yeah, the residue, residue of uh, deep heat in the wrong areas. What are you sticking your hands are, down there with um, deep heat on for? <laughs> 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 like, come on. Uh, definitely Why not are you sticking for your the hands down deep heat? Uh, sometimes you just forget, Curse. You know? Wash your hands after deep heat. Well, I don't know what Jacob was doing with DP, but I think the said, said teammate may have been uh, loosening up a tight groin pre-game. Mm. No, and no, it just got I a bit too close. I, I was too. too. Just getting a good rub down in the groin area. and um, mm. So you know when like an injury happens to a player and you don't see them again and yeah. they don't tell us what it is? Is it because yeah. they've either had a sore tummy and yes. <laughs> you know what? like in South Africa, or the deep heat's got a little too close for comfort, or is it one of these injuries? And that's why they don't tell us, because it's embarrassing. Yeah, well, you just, you just cover you just cover with, you know, some people don't ask questions about. You just oh, say, oh, tight calf. Tight calf. Oh, took a bit of a head knock, wasn't feeling well. People don't ask any more questions then. Uh, but you all know. Behind the scenes, you all know. Keep them coming through, double eight, double three. I think we've got one other. We've got one other story. We'll bring it to you right after news and sport. And uh, question in, any idea why Billy Harmon's on All Blacks rest? Is he a genuine option of making the All Blacks squad? Have we got that confirmed that he's on All Blacks rest? Yeah, I don't know who said that. Is it? It's obviously come out why uh, we're getting a text about it, that he is on, staggered. on staggered All Blacks on rest. All Black rest. I, know, I know a couple who are Yes, probably... it's in the paper. Oh, there you go. Captured by New Zealand Rugby's blanket approach to player management, despite being uncapped, uh, he misses this game because he played full minutes in the first two games, right? And so where would he sit in the number seven ladder? So what about this? Highlanders coach Clark Dermody um, was asked about it at training and he said it's probably a question for the All Blacks. Yeah, well, considering you've got Sam Kane, Dalton, who else? Artie would be a seven ahead of um, Billy in the All Black picking order. Well, obviously Clark's pissed about this because he can't pick one of his best players. Well, for a guy that hasn't played a test match. He's obviously in the running, isn't he? In the hunt for that 33. If that's the case, then you've got a couple of Auckland players that miss out and maybe a Chief as well. Well, I'll tell you what. I know who I'd That's interesting. Be. It's fascinating. That's very interesting that they are managing his time. I'm, I'm, I'm under the impression a few guys who are Absolutely in shining lights at the moment, who I thought would be a hell of a lot closer to that 33, aren't under managed minutes and aren't under this one and five regime. Maybe it's changed in the last couple of weeks, but well, it is interesting. But I tell you what's interesting, even more interesting than that, Curse, is drive to survive. And today we play for 100. And uh, as we said at the start of the show, the question about the Roosters. And what year did the one New Zealand Warriors last beat them? Well, that's going to be the one that gets us started today. And we're going to go to Christchurch, Crusaders country. And we're going to start with John. John, how are you? G'day, Bean. How are you, pal? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How's your How's your week gone? Obviously, the Crusaders back in form. Yeah, good to see them get a win, mate. Um, but, yeah, you've got to say that the Highlanders probably need to get socks up a wee bit. Everyone feels a bit sorry for them, but... Uh, yeah, no, this week will be interesting over in Fiji, mate. So hopefully they'll put another one together and we should be good. Chiefs are rocking along pretty good too, so it's all good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's shaping up. And if the, if the Hurricanes can prove their value, it'd be uh, a fascinating end of this season. But anyway, let's get rip into this. We're playing for 100 today. Have you got the answer for me, John? In what year did the one New Zealand Warriors 
last beat the Sydney City Roosters? I'll tell you, maybe 2018, is that right? Hopefully. 2018 is correct. We're up and running now. What was Adi Savia's punishment at the judiciary last night? One week. One week? Was one week fear, too John? many? Sorry? Was it fear, do you good? think? Oh, is it fear? Uh, probably in the context of it all. Um, but I sport and heat of the moment and you know everyone knows Artie the way we all do he's a pretty pleasant sort of guy and, and he must something must have got said to him to provoke it so yeah uh, you're probably pretty happy that he only got one week in terms of being a rugby fan really because it probably didn't deserve any more than that no absolutely well said John now this question should be absolutely sitter for you considering where in the world you're calling from which ground is hosting the first Black Cavs versus Sri Lankan test Hagley over Agley Oval is correct. And to round out lap one, who is starting at second 5-8 for the Chiefs this weekend against the Highlanders? Uh, second 5-8. Um, Chiefs? No, I, no, I'm out. No idea. Front left tires. Yeah, you can see it's starting to shred. We will stay in Christchurch and we'll go to Greg. Greg, who is starting at 12 for the Chiefs against the the Highlanders. Uh, Anton Leonard Brown. This is the worst start for a Grand Prix that I have ever seen. He scored the I fastest mean, try in Super Rugby history, didn't he? A- and the two Christchurch listeners would have actually had connections to him because, well, he actually plays his NPC down their way. We will now bring in Luke from Dunedin. Luke, how are you? I'm good, Beaver. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Tell me, have you got the second five starting for the Chiefs this week against your beloved Landers? Ramika Poyipi. Correct. And while we're on that game, how much of a chance do you give them? Is that, is that money for jam, that 23 and a half that you're getting from the tab at the moment? <laughs> oh, shit. Who knows what we're going to get. <laughs> Why are they resting Billy Harmon? Oh, it just dilutes the whole Super Rugby, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is. Anyway, Luke, let's try and make you a little bit happier than your Highlands have been lately and get a 100 for you. Lap two, question one. Did he score, this is Ramaka Poihepi, did he score the fastest try in Super Rugby history against Moana? True or false? True. Nine seconds. True is correct. I struggle to see how you could do it quicker, to be fair. <laughs> Question two, no. lap two. Who did Chelsea beat this morning to make it through to the Champions League quarterfinals? Uh, Dortmund. It was Borussia Dortmund. Question three, lap two. Which university... Oh, this is getting tough. <laughs> Which university does Kiwi star... Chalice Ledger Walker represent? Oh. Uh, uh, Auckland University. His engine has blown. It's an overseas university, if that helps at all. And tomorrow, we are playing for 150, folks. We are going to go for 150. And the same question will kick off. Oh, you've called it. So we have. We've called it. Actually, producer Jacob said it got in my ear and said, 
Either you're talking too much rubbish. Got to go. Jackpot this. Don't forget, uh, this coming Friday, Beeve and Ricardo will be down at the Spark Commercial Base Store celebrating the launch of Oppo's first ever flip phone. So if you're in and around Auckland and you want to go down, catch up with these two and meet the entire Phoenix team, get down there between 4 and 6pm. That is this coming Friday. Uh, You can even upgrade your old Phoenix jersey for a new one and get 40% off, which is an absolute bonus. We've got some double passes to give away to the game at Eden Park uh, this week weekend text us your name and wellington phoenix to double eight double three and you'll go into the draw for those double passes uh beave <laughs> it's gonna be something uh really looking forward to actually uh, getting down there we've done a lot of ob's but uh with phoenix that'll be uh something completely different first time you've done an ob with actual special guests around no. Usually you are the, the special guest. Warriors. The Warriors. Oh, yes. Yes, yes the they're Warriors right You know, they're great, aren't they? I mean, I haven't really done many other than the Melbourne Cup one that I won. Um, that was my and, only and, OB. And you thought that we were there to take the uh, Foxes running club um, names and registration down. Um, <laughs> you could write a book on the OBs we've done, really. Uh, <laughs> are they comical? You really could. Well, well, no. I mean, just from the fact of what a lot of people think we're there to do. It's certainly not the award-winning radio host. Mm, We're just hiding in plain sight. I think they need to maybe make us look like a little bit more than just the welcoming committee to the function at the Warriors, or as we said, the... It could be could be your attire. registration. I'm just thinking about it. Um, maybe we, oh. maybe we should dress like radio hosts. Like, what do radio hosts look like? <laughs> great, mate, point, Jacob, great point, Jacob. Great point. Way too sharp for radio hosts. Radio hosts dress like jocks, mate. We'll ask Joel and Search. We're way sharp. What do they wear on their OBs? It was the one day that I probably didn't tune into SCNZ because it was wedding week when you were doing the Warriors OB, or I was recovering from the wedding, actually. It was the Tuesday. Um, I need to know more. Craig said the Warriors OB elicited the most relaxed interview in radio history. (laughs) Who from, who by? Tell me more, please. What did I miss out on? Well, it might have been mine. And it might have been us, me and Sumo, interviewing, uh, it was either um, Barnett or, um, who was the other one, Metcalf, it could have been. But see, we couldn't hear a thing. So this OB situation, there was a concert going on in the background for the launch. Couldn't hear a thing. Poor Jacob. Was, was it you, Jacob, or was it kids back on the studio, on the dick, on the desk? Uh, trying Excuse to, me? <laughs> on the desk, uh, trying, to, trying to work out uh, what was going on. And... Uh, it was going like 5.30, we'd had the news, uh, nothing else had happened. It got to about 5.35, and we were just talking away to, to the young Aussies. And all of a sudden, we're like, geez, we're probably on air. And then sure enough, kids are screaming down the down the earwaves at us. Uh, yes, you are on air, you clowns. What did you say, you idiots? No, no, to be fair, uh, for the first time probably ever, off air, well, there was no swearing, there was no this or that going down, there was no... Stories sure? of past past uh, <laughs> past uh, trips. Knowing you, you were uh, being panicking, telling them, "Listen back, listen back, quick." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course I was. Of course I was. <laughs> Screaming at them. <laughs> delete uh, it. Delete. Oh well, we're about to cross the ditch with Joel and Fletch. That is what's coming up on the Macca's menu, and we've got Brendan Laney coming up later on. Plus, we're going to run through our greatest female sporting moments for International Women's Day as well. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to Mac Delivery. Shall we go early? Let's so we go hard and go early and listen in.
Okay, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. The text line for you Kiwis double eight double three is the way to do so. And uh, the Beaver and Kirsty, let's uh, chat with mates. Pocket change mobile plans with mate. You both, can we cross into the team? Oh, there. oh, we guys. What a lovely oh. introduction. Hey, you know I reckon they snuck in early. Yeah, this right. is what married life does to you, Brian. Well, well, we missed you guys sneak. last week. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because the cricket was on, wasn't it? Mm. Were you back cursed last week? Yes, I've been back for, for a fortnight now. Oh, wow. Tell yeah. us about it. How'd yeah. it go? How was the wedding? It was the greatest week of my life. Uh, Beaver did himself absolutely no favours. Remember how we talked about someone will embarrass themselves? <laughs> yeah. um, he did that all night long. And uh, Sunday morning he had to apologise for several things. He thought, maybe, did yes. I get in a fight last night? Brian, oh. what price did I take for that to happen? I think you took a dollar ten, and that was over, <laughs> my friend. That was free money. Uh, what uh, happened? You know what? Are you are you sort of exaggerating a bit there, Kirst? Oh, babe, am I exaggerating? I think you're putting a little bit of sugar on this. <laughs> I really think a, that. a tiny bit of sugar, a tiny bit of sugar. <laughs> to be fair, everyone was in a very similar state, but I remember sending Beaver a picture a couple of days after, and he and he had these glasses on, and he said, "Glasses? I never wore the, wore those." Oh, this is beautiful. I this was it. at well six done. o'clock. Well, <laughs> I mean, on weddings, it's play on. Weddings are one of the best parties to go yeah. to, I reckon. You know my goies. I always go up to the partners, the parents that I don't know. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yes, yes. There. Did you do the that, honorable people? Yep. Obviously, yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, that was later in the piece. I, actually, I don't think I met your mum until the next day, which was probably a, you know, was probably a good thing, Kirst. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, B. It I know, I actually been. met her at the seafood table. When we were having a bit of power, actually. Oh, I did, did you? I do remember that. Did you? I do remember the food. Yeah, it was a great affair. We um we had a surprise for everyone. Have you guys ever done a silent disco? No. I, I haven't, no, but I've seen them. I, I'm aware of them. And, like, what do you think from the outside when you look at a silent disco? Do you just think, well, that's just weird? Uh, no, because everyone's Be enjoying careful, Brian. No, Be no, no, no. You, you can say never, what you think. No, I, I, don't, I don't have any comment. I, I would do it. I'd love to do it. Well, at 10 o'clock, uh, when the wheels had fallen off, <laughs> well and truly fallen off, we brought mm. the silent disco headphones yes. out. And I'll tell you what, there were grown men uh, singing to Spice Girls and oh, all sorts. Hey, Kirst, tell me this. So when I've seen the silent events, you know, conferences or whatever, there's generally a few channels. So it's not just like carte blanche. You can have as many as you like songs. Was there a certain amount of channels or genres that you could sort of tap into? Yeah, so we had three channels with three different, yeah. like you had the sing-along channel, you had like the 90s and 2000s, and then I don't actually know what the last channel was. Um, but most people just stayed on the same channel, and you can see the different colours of the headphones. So yes. You've got blue, green, red, and you can look across the dance floor and see someone else um, miming the same song as you. So did you, th- did you find the colours would uh, find one another. So you'd sort of, if you're listening to something, you'd sort of, you got the blue headset on, you'd sort of meander over to a blue headset. Is that what happened? Oh, that's exactly what happened. I actually can't take Beaver seriously in all this because I'm just thinking about his performance on the night and it was yeah. it was beautiful. Hey, Kirst, was there a singles table? Uh, there wasn't a singles table, but oh. a few got into trouble. Uh, we handed out awards on the Monday Monday week after the wedding. What were the awards Examples. again, Beef? There was uh, the flirt who the flirt. got in trouble by some of the, the wives but not the husbands. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, There's a few liabilities running around, wasn't there? 
<laughs> uh, well, well, apparently uh, one of my dear friends who is engaged was whispering in some of the boys' ears, but that's because you had to take the headphone off and whisper to get oh, anything across. Yeah. So yeah. she was whispering on the dance floor. Uh, like she's a silent disco specialist. <laughs> sounds, like, yeah. sounds like So you would have you would have missed um, the Kings and the Breakers, one all, the best of five. You would have missed all that. No, I, I was here for that. Oh, good. <laughs> no, good. yeah, we, we oh, saw that one. Um, Curse was just my segue. Th- but, but the Warriors, we're winning this oh, thing. Yes. Yeah. The Roosters well, weren't too good, were they? Well, I had a dream, Curse and Beef had a dream last night. I had a dream. That we beat you this weekend. That the Warriors won. And I've had, I've had two dreams in my life about rugby league. One was when Manly, I remember I said, South would give it to Manly. Yeah. It was an epiphany. Yep. Now, this is another one, very you real. You genuinely think we'll beat you this weekend? I, I don't think it, Like, but <laughs> my dreams, they'll come true. We're speaking of dreams. <laughs> two nights ago, um, early in the morning, I get up and had to get to work. And so I heard this noise in one of the rooms. And we've got four kids. And I go back into the eldest boy's room, and he's, what's he, 13 now. And he's restless in bed, and he's sort of talking to himself and blah, 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 blah. And he's quite agitated. I said... Mate, wake up, wake up, wake up, what's wrong? He said, so he woke up and he said, I said, what's wrong? He goes, I just had a dream. So what's the dream? He goes, mum had me on the bench and she wouldn't put me back on. And he, he, for about an hour, he was pissed off at Kobe. Yeah. I said, mate, it was a dream. It never actually happened. So he bought this dream grudge and held it oh, for about an hour oh. about his mum. <laughs> yeah, hang on. My wife's done that. <laughs> she had a dream, I was on a cruise and I was um, pashing uh, uh, someone. <laughs> and she held that, it on, against you. Heavy. She, yeah. she was off me. She woke up really, really angry. I said, <laughs> I said you realise this is a dream. I don't it's, something you, it's something you would do. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh. Hey, tell us, uh, so the Warriors get the win. Is it getting much sort of airplay over there? Yes, it certainly is. And uh, I guess the manner in which they did it, a little bit unwarriors, like how uh, how tough they held out for, yep. for a long period. So, no, was, I guess we were all a bit worried that uh, if we didn't get this first one, that the air might come out of it, but uh, mm. thankfully they, they got the first one. And now, looking at the Roosters, I oh, know mm. all the, the superstars are back, but I tell you what, there's a Ford pack there that maybe the Warriors might look at having a having a crack at. I reckon. Yeah, I think Absolutely. well, Lodge is out. That Radley might be out. They get Joey Manu back, who's yeah. who's a massive in. Hey, Bev, we were discussing a hypothetical earlier. We were saying, imagine league doesn't exist. Would Australia with the Wallabies? Be world champs. So all the countries, New Zealand, Every, France, yeah. all of those yeah. great league players, uh, doesn't, England, doesn't, yeah. they, they all grew go. up playing rugby. Yeah. yeah, league doesn't exist. Never, We never heard of it. And would have all those greats playing for the All Blacks too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a hell of a lot more in the mix than they are right now, dare I say it. Yeah. I would well, say, could, could you imagine I would the say England. Line? I would say England. You reckon? Yeah. I, don't think I don't think they've got that many superstars in that league team that would transfer well, would they? Okay, straight away, if we if we had a draft, like, okay, Beaver yep. versus Brian. Beaver yeah. versus Brian, you can take five players Ooh. from league right Oof. now. Oof. Right now. Okay, Beaver, we'll start with you. Joey Manu. Joey Manu. Brian. Turbo. Tommy Turbo. Mm. Tommy Turbo. Beaver. Oh, jeez, now you've got me almost... Panicking. Uh, oh, no, Jerome Hughes. Jerome Hughes. Well, where does yep. he play, Beef? Does he play like it, as a stand-off? It'd be 10. It'd be 10. It'd be 10. Yep. Yep. Munster. Play where, Brian? 10. 10. 
We're just, we're just Brandon Smith. Because I'm, I'm only allowed to pick Kiwis, aren't I? Yep. Yeah, you're 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 an All Black. Oh, take Ponga. Oh, sorry. No, he's not. He's a, he's an Australian. It's kid. Kiwi. They stole him. Well, he wants yeah, to play yeah. for your backs too. We'll get him on the technicality. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we we'll, take, we'll, we'll give you. We'll, we'll give you Ponga. Yeah. We'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take uh, old Glamour Puss uh, Murray. Yeah. Cameron Murray. Yeah, I, I know there's some hype there. He I wants to go see. over, doesn't he? Big Nelson. Big Nelson's my next. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would take. So how far back? Can I take Gordon? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're playing now. Okay, they're playing, they're playing now. What about Nathan Cleary? So, so nah. Eddie said Nathan Cleary would nah, kill it. I don't want Nathan. What do you think, Beeb? Do you think Cleary would kill it? If grew up doing it, yep. 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 No. Okay. No, he said now. Okay. So I don't want him now. Okay. Who do you want? I want, I need a big bopper. I need, I need like a, a breakaway. You don't want Val? Val Dust? No. Mm. Uh, do, 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 who would who? I need a forward. I, I'd take. Um, I would take Paddy, Paddy Carrigan. Paddy Carrigan. Oh, and, yes. Any more beef? Be uh, I'd take Big Jared. Okay, that's your final hey, one. Where's he? Where's yep. he playing? V? Six on the side of the scrum. He'll trim down a bit for me, but he'll be good okay. at six. And I've got one more. Yep. I would take. Um, oh, you know who'd I have? I'd have. Uh, he's a goer. Might not translate, but I'd take Reese Robson. Oh, Reese Robson? Yeah. Okay. No, Latrell? Would he play? No, no, Latrell. He play, would he play like a halfback, would he? Or? I want Reese just running. Okay, okay. twist in the tail here, boys and girls. If you could pinch one of those players you each mentioned, Ooh. which of which of Beavers would you pinch, Brian? Spicy. Nelson. Nelson? Big Nelson. Not Joey? No, nah, Big Nelson. Big Nelson? Yeah. Who would you pinch, Beav? I'd probably go Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're playing... We're playing Nelson at fullback, right? Is that where? We're <laughs> yeah, of course. I was about to say. It's long been established. Um, and what's going on in Super Rugby? Give, can you give us a quick update? Like, is am I am my Waratahs going to make the semis? Kiwi teams are winning, Aussies are losing. Yeah, just it's always, it's always the way. What's different? I think they, the Waratahs won on the weekend, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, like, they the, guy, the, I, the I, Drua. They did beat the Drua, actually. I uh, I was actually down in Melbourne for that Super Round, but I couldn't quite tell you all the fixtures. Uh, yeah, got away with me the weekend in did, Melbourne, did Do they televise the Australian games over in New Zealand? Yep, yep, yep. No, it's all, okay. We get it all. But uh, no, the, the Brumbies, the Brumbies will be there or thereabouts again, as they always are. They'll be semi-finalists. We've got Nick White there. coming on tomorrow, actually. Yeah. What would you ask Nick White? Is there a question we must ask Nick White? What would you ask, Boo? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we do well, hours of research anyway, but I'm just... <laughs> I imagine your question um, is similar to what we got. Uh, well, let's be serious. Uh, beating the Blues, does that now give the boys confidence that uh, they can take the whole thing, beating one of the top Kiwi teams? Ooh, okay. Mm. Okay. Hey, Kirst, what about honeymoon? No honeymoon? Uh, not at this stage. There'll hopefully okay. be a honeymoon later on in the year. And will you be doing anything for the FIFA World Cup? Uh, I don't believe I will be. Same time as All Blacks, and it's Rugby World Cup this year. Okay. Big year. And what about families, like starting families? When's oh. that gonna, is that something you've spoken about? Oh, yeah, we were asked about it, um, I reckon, an hour after we said I do. That's like the <laughs> yeah. first thing people start asking you. Yeah, that's uh, right. I don't know. What did I say to them? I, I'm not quite sure, but at some imagine, stage, Beavis put me off. The family. Sorry, Kirst. Beavis putting <laughs> me off after all the stories he to- he's told me about his nightmare three under three, or now four, oh, yeah. three under four. That's, yeah, what, they get rushing hu- into all that. Curse, what's your husband's name? Gareth. 
How, do, how weird does the word husband sound? What does Gaz do? What's he? What's he Gaza. Gaza. is a TV producer director. Okay. Uh, and yeah. is Gaz? What are the family? Are the in laws? Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're all right. Beef yeah. just texted me. He said. He <laughs> said that Curse told him on the source and Gaza Don't confirmed you the family starting is going to start <laughs> with the silent headphones on <laughs> <laughs> to get him in the mood. <laughs> And playing the only song that we know. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, I don't know if you know this song. I remember, I remember when I lost my yeah. That's one of the great songs that we found on TikTok. Uh, I didn't mean that one, Gibbo. I mean, I mean Beaver's song. I was going to say, I thought, here we go again. I, I was. I, I, any, any excuse to get that on. Mm. Are you going to do any other reality shows? Uh, look, now I've got stable employment again post-career. Uh, no. No. What about, you'd be good, I reckon, in there, like a, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of there, here. Yeah, we got the, we got, what, have we, what do they call it here, Kiss? We've got the same thing, haven't we? That survive thing. Is they that come, the same they, thing, Survivor? I think, I think or is so I'm a Celebrity a bit harder, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the I'm SAS a, yeah, kind like of one. Jungle. Because yeah. I heard that's what oh. you said at Curse Wedding. He said, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hey, speak at Curse Wedding, so I don't know what hey, I said. Hey, Beef, have you watched, and Cursed, have you watched, it's one of your favourite show, um, Full Swing on Netflix about the PGA. Oh, yes. yes. I watched a couple we of episodes have. on the way over to Aussie in the weekend. Oh, it's so good. I, like it, I, I didn't realise that if you miss the cut, like you've got to pay for yourself. Like. Yeah. You know, when Ian Poulter was saying he, he missed the cut, so it's cost him a, a bit. Your sponsors don't pay. comes out of your own kit. No, well, the sponsors just pay you whatever they pay yeah, for the year. but he gets a private plane there. Yeah. He missed the cut, so he's that... got to pay for all that. Found that quite yeah, what does making the cut generally get you, Brian? I'm not too sure, but no. in, in live, this is why they're all going to live, because there is no cut. Yeah. You get paid. What so about, if you um... last, you get 250 oh, do you? I don't know if you've... I don't know. Did you watch the uh, episode on? Uh, I know he's one of the world's best golfers, but I'll be staying well away from him from a betting point of view. Is old Brooks? Old, oh yeah, uh, mate. Kepka. Mid Kepka. Midway through, he's got his mate, his missus, his missus, and they're having a sort of uh, almost a sports psychology meeting back at the house that they're renting. And Jesus, yeah. I was just cringing at the son of the things. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's he is weak. He's an A grade. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's an A grade and. Like she slid into his DMs. Yes, like, yes, yes. That, like, that yeah, didn't go wife, unnoticed. <laughs> yeah, she slid in. Like obviously after he won a, a major. Yes, yes. So uh, we call that solid as a lemonade sandwich. <laughs> hey Brian, um, oh. this before we get into your wacky team Wednesday. Oh yes. Which this sort of segues into it. Here are the top ten kiwi desserts. Okay. Okay. Number ten. Number ten. And we'll see if uh, the team. Agree. Uh, agree with this. <laughs> Number 10 is the Afghan biscuit. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Mm, beauty. Chocolate okay. on top. Number nine, the pineapple lumps. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh yes. hello. We get them. We get them. Yep. Pineapple lump slice should be number one. Lolly cake number eight. <laughs> Lolly cake. Don't know what that is. Mm, no. Take uh, it or leave num- it. Number seven, the jelly slice. The jelly slice? Yeah. Number six, the chocolate fish. Uh, chocolate yes. Fish. Number five, so- Jaffers. No. Yeah. Yeah, Number four, crispy. Oh, a rice crispy. No. Yep, crispy. Uh, number three, okay, it's an ice cream. What flavour ice cream would you say? Choco. Pokey pokey. No. 
Hokey pokey, <laughs> boom. Yes. Oh. Yep. Uh, well, it's hokey pokey like he's got honey in it? Oh, hokey pokey is the, the grouse. That's oh, yes, yes, yes. You don't yeah, have hokey pokey, pokey in Australia? Yeah, no, we do. Yeah, oh, yeah, do. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. I put my left foot in first and I put my right foot in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you twist it all about. Spin around. Honeycomb toffee's in that. Anzac biscuits, number two. And number one, Pavlova. Pavlova. Which brings you to this. Brings me to this. So, guys, again, Wacky Team Wednesday. It's about, because I don't know if you knew this, Today is National, uh, as well as International Women's Day. Uh, happy International Women's Day to you, Kirst. Um, it is National Dessert Day, a.k.a. Sweets. So we've got a team that I need, i.e. Fredo Mercury, yep. Peaches Geldof, she's in the team, <laughs> Anna Pavlova, of course, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Not sure if you got the bounty over there. What about this one? Elon Musk. Do you get that? Because the Musk sticks, you don't get them. Musk? Oh, no, we don't, don't have, have that one over here. Okay. All right. Uh, well, get let, in. Babe, I'll let you take, I'll let you take the lead on this one. I was going to say, you've called you me up here. here. Um, but uh, surely up front we'll have John Candy, wouldn't we? Yes. 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 The, the one who's winning is Robert Brownie Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that one, Kirst? The genius. I was actually going to say that one. Okay. They stole mine. Oh, I've got one enough, for you, Kirst. Maybe Halle Berry on the wing. Ah, Yes. There you go. Uh, this one comes from uh, Brian. Um, Magnum PI. Brian Magnum. from Auckland, who's yes. texted in through double eight double three. Brian. Yeah. He said, "What about Israel Adesanya? Adesanya, like a sandwich? No. You can't. That's <laughs> Is that a dessert? <laughs> no. I think ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich. Oh, what about this one? Curse. You'll know this. Vanilla slice, slice baby. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, there's a vanilla slice with the pink wafers on the outside. Yep. Uh, yep. You, can't, you just can't beat it. No. We have, do you have vanilla slice, uh, caramel slices? Yes. Do we? Yeah, caramel slice. Oh, yes, we do, of course. Not the ice cream sort, though. <laughs> no. You're wondering where you could find it in the freezer, uh, Beef. Uh, yeah, exactly. Guys, that was a good chat. We've got to let you go now because that was 24 and a half minutes. Was it? That was a big chat. Wow. Okay, that's our record. Well done, team. Uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> See you, team. See you, guys. See you guys. Joel and Fletch joining us uh, for a lengthy chat on everything going on in their world <laughs> at the moment. We'll Very be back lengthy. right after this. This is The Run Home on ECNZ. Great to have you joining us. Next up, we have a wonderful guest, former Highlanders man, Scottish international, and one of the best blokes you'll ever meet, Brendan Laney. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for joining us today. How's everything uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, hey, team, how are you? Yeah, no, really good, thanks. Um, that's a very nice intro. Tuesday's pretty brilliant. Um, yeah, no, bloody good. Um, just uh, just working away and uh, enjoying life. So, yeah, all good. Well, I'm going to give you the option of where we go here. We're obviously here to talk rugby, but where do you want to go? Highlanders in the south, or would you rather head overseas and talk Six Nations first? Well, let's, let's do the stuff that's going good, eh? Okay, well, we'll talk Scotland, because holy moly, they're flying at the moment. Um, they're sitting in second place behind Ireland. They take them on this weekend. That is some match-up. It is, eh? Like, I, I just love the way that they're playing. That's yeah. been the cool part. Like they're actually backing the way they're playing and, and they've, they're picking teams like Tooney's picking teams that, um, you know, to play to their strengths. Um, you know, Finn Russell at 10 is playing some outstanding footy, footy and, and and the guys around them are, are playing off them really well. So I just think it's... It, look, the Six Nations is a special competition. I, I know... 
Kiwis from afar over the years have looked at it quite um, uh, with a bit of disdain because they don't like that Northern Hemisphere rugby. But I tell you what, having been involved in it and been lucky enough to play it, it is a pretty cool competition. And, and you know, these just the passion and support that were that was uh, at just at every test and the and the tradition involved and. Mm. It's just a really cool comp, and and you know the Scottish boys have gone out there and, and they've performed really well. Uh, even the French game, they, they they did some really good, played some really good rugby in the French game. Unfortunately, losing, but it set up this game. That's all an absolute cracker, isn't it? Mate, it certainly has, uh, mate. And when you think about Scotland, they've got literally two teams to to pick from. And I know a few of the boys are go go outside the the Scottish uh, boundaries these days, but it is quite remarkable. How much do you put that? Obviously, you mentioned the coach, who it's amazing the relationship wasn't always that uh, didn't seem that good with his star playmaker. Yeah. But it's so much of it. <laughs> it's so much of it about the fact you've almost got this mercurial ten there that you probably doesn't fall off trees every day in Scotland, and you can just put a whole lot of wonderful hard workers around it. Obviously, he's still got Hog out the back, but they've just got a whole lot of good guys playing off him, haven't they? Yeah, totally agree with and, and, uh, and the beauty is, as you know, you know, if you've got a team that's playing really well, everyone does tend to feed off that, don't they? And and, and the other thing too is, is the Scottish forward pack's going really well. They're actually giving them some good pill, and it's been go forward good pill. Um, look, it, the funny part about it is, Tony used to be exactly the same as Finn Russell. You know, like he can do some absolutely yeah, hypocritical things, and then and then hit himself in the face with the ball. So, and I've, I've witnessed it. Um, you know, he was he could be absolutely brilliant, and yeah. and you know, the, he you don't play as many tests as he did without being an outstanding rugby player. But he 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 could be hot and cold, don't worry. But when he was hot, he was bloody unbelievable. And Finn's very much the same. He's probably been a bit more consistent in the last couple of seasons, to be fair to him. But, and they did have a bit of a falling out, which was really interesting. But, hey, that's that's high-performance sport too. You know, Not everyone agrees with each other all the time, but they still you know, want to go out and perform for their country. And that's you know, it's something Finn's certainly done uh, and done really well. So... Um, it's a big ask against Ireland too. That's that's going to be a huge game. Ireland are the best team in the world, really, um, the way they're playing. And, um, you know, they'll triple crowns up for grabs as well, so they'll be pretty keen to make sure they perform really well. Um, but, yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it. It'll be a bloody great game. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll get up and watch it, but I'll certainly be modifying it and watching it. <laughs> Where does, uh, obviously, Irish... Uh, team at the moment sweeping a fair bit before them, but I guess France were probably the team that took them out of their uh, comfort zone the most. We, would Scotland try and play pretty similar, a little bit off the cuff, and because it certainly looked like when when France just let things go and did some outrageous stuff from their own twenty-two, and everyone thought they were going to kick and things like that, they it certainly looked like it found a few holes in the uh, in the Irish setup. Yeah, did right, mate. And, and look at the end of the day. I suppose games now are so well analysed, don't they? And, and and they put a lot of work into that. So, and and with the guy like Phil, who's who's their coach, uh, who you know, he's probably one of the better coaches around. He's they would have put a lot of work in the background and, and looking at how Scotland play. So, 
that's that's hard to read when they're doing things like that, isn't it? When they're when they're doing, you know, throwing the ball from underneath their own sticks or putting wee chip kicks, and that's that's hard to defend. It's hard to read. It's hard to analyse. And really, they have to go out and do a few different things. But the the big thing for them is they're going to have to make sure that the opportunities they get, they take, because there's not going to be a heap of them because the Irish defence is so bloody good. So they're going to have to bar up, and and, um, and the ball they do get, they're going to have to make sure that they really uh, they really use and, and and take their opportunities. And, and Test match rugby, regardless of who it is, you don't get many opportunities. So. Um, and the Irish don't give them any anyway, so they're going to have to make sure, the Scottish boys are going to have to make sure they take them. Mm, it's a big weekend this weekend. Scotland, Ireland on Monday. That one's from 4am. Recorded on my Sky if you don't want to get up early for it. England, France as well uh, is another massive one in Italy, Wales. Again, every single game literally has something on the line, doesn't it? We're going to take you down to Dunedin now, Brendan, and uh, if we're talking positives, having three All Blacks come back in as straight starters, Aaron Smith, Shannon Frizzell, Ethan DeGroote, must help here up to Hamilton. What do you reckon? Yeah, totally right. It has to, doesn't it? And, and just for the guys' confidence as well. Yeah. Um, and, and the voices in the team as well. They, you know, Aaron's obviously a massive voice for them. Um, Ethan's a, a big presence in the front row, and, and Shannon's ball running is just outstanding. So that's got to be big. And, and they've taken a couple of slackings, haven't they? Unfortunately, the, the Highlanders. It's not because they haven't been trying, but they came up against the an outstanding blue side, um, but then they came up against a Crusader side who lost. And as we've seen through the years, the Crusader side, when they lose, they tend to bounce back pretty bloody well, and they did exactly that. And and some of the tries they scored were from deep. You know, we, we I did a bit of radio commentary, and we looked at the stats here on Friday night, and most of the most of the points were scored um, from turnover ball, and um, in that sort of uh, middle of a paddock, um, so there wasn't a lot of actually tries, you know, scored from in the 22. So it just shows you how dangerous the Crusaders were or and are. So you know, again, in the, and up, up against the Chiefs at home in Hamilton, well, you couldn't ask for another massive um, task. So you know, it's always tough to play the Chiefs regardless. But when they're sitting at the top of the competition, then and you've got to get them at home. And you're coming off two defeats like you have. Um, it's a massive ask. So once again, they'll, they'll be in a situation where they have to take their opportunities too, because there won't be a heap of them. So they'll have to, uh, you know, really make sure that the, the the ball they do get, they work really well with it, and um, and defence, because defence wins the games, doesn't it? They're just going to have to defend bloody well and, and keep the um, Chiefs out. Because uh, when you talk about the confidence that obviously those three will bring in. When you look at that Highlanders team, yep, it doesn't have the depth for probably the, the talent that a lot of the Kiwi teams do, but it's still a fair rugby team, isn't it, that they're putting out. And uh, yeah, it's certainly not 40 or 50 points slacking sort of uh, team. How much of it now is probably between the years as far as we've got to get out there, we've got to start well, because if we don't start well in the first 15 or 20, the, the boys that aren't Aaron Smith and Shannon Frizzell and the likes, they could be thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah, well, we've been here, haven't we? We've both been in yeah. teams that that's happened. Um, you know, it's a it's a tough one uh, between the old uh, between the old years. It, it does affect you. You know, losing becomes a habit. I know it's only two games in. That sounds really poor, but um, you know, you get in a situation in a game and and the asset goes on. Um, 
you know, it's going to be tough for the boys to, to care their head in the right place. So, I, look, there was a couple of really disappointing performances by certain players. and I'm not going to name names for this or fear on the guys because they're trying their guts out, but they'll be disappointed themselves. That's probably the big one. Um, they're a pretty tight unit down the Hollanders and was lucky enough to go down uh, after the Blues game and have a beer in the change rooms with them. And um, they're a bloody great bunch of, bunch of lads. And, and like you said, there's not a lot of superstars in there beef but they're um they're just a bunch of really hard workers and I think that um with Clark journey at the helm he's he was very much the same type of football say. And that's got a real um ethos around being a Highlanders man and a Highlanders man works hard so that's exactly what they'll do. And and that's the only way they'll get out of out of this as a whole right word after two games, probably not, but they'll certainly um want to get back on a winning, winning way, that's for sure. So uh, they'll work their tails off and, and go up there and, and give it absolutely heaps. That's, that's all they can do. When you uh, when you look outside of the Landers, mate, and the other Kiwi teams in a World Cup year, who's who's jumped off the sheet at you thinking, oh, he might not be out of the calculations to go to France? Well, to me, there's two, to be fair. I, I think... Um, uh, like Damien McKenzie at 10 has been outstanding mm-hmm. I think he's, he, he played well at the end of the tour um, with the New Zealand A side um, and uh, he, he, he plays some really good really good rugby but he's coming in at 10 and it would take him a little bit of time to get up to speed after playing in Japan because it's a totally different kettle of fish playing over there he's come back and gee he looks sharp and it, you know if Something does does happen to one of our playmakers in Bodie or, or Richie. He certainly wouldn't look out of place in that team. He's kicking well. Uh, for me, he's he's big big for for the All Blacks. I think because he can also play other positions. And when you go into World Cups, um, you know that's that's pretty key. And you know, we've seen we've had a lot of injuries. And you know, there's, there's a movie made about it, mate. So uh, <laughs> you know we're. we're we're pretty. We, we we need that, mate. We need heroes to come on and do things like that. And, and Damien might be that man. Um, so that would be huge. Um, and look, there's some other guys here. Um, Sean Stevenson, I think, has been outstanding at fullback as well. But he can play on the wing. He should prove that. Scored some really outstanding tries for New Zealand as well. There are two in particular. I would, I would certainly say that at the moment the All Black selectors would have to have a look at and look at them really hard. What do you think is the most likely position that Damien McKenzie will take in a 23? Will it be 10, 15, or will it be that bench role? Uh, if I'm going to be honest, and it's, it's, it, I don't know whether I agree with it, but it's probably going to be the t- uh, that reserve yeah. um, role, isn't it, off the bench. Um, but in saying that, that might be a bloody great fit for what we want mm. um, going forward for the All Blacks. Um, we need guys to be able to come off the bench and perform and, and particularly when defences get tired, Damien just seems to have this knack of turning up at the right place and making breaks. And, and if I'm honest, and I don't know whether other people agree, but our all-break attack was a bit laboured last year and, and we need someone to be able to break a game open and Damien would be that guy. Um, and I just think that uh, he would be very important when it comes to a World Cup. And I know we've got a few tests beforehand. It'll be interesting to see how the all-backs do use him. Absolutely. We love your work. Thank you so much for giving up your time on this Wednesday evening, Brendan. Uh, we love talking to you and we'll talk no to you worries. soon. No, that's awesome, mate. Hey, congrats on your winning, mate. You look lovely. It was outstanding. Thank you so much. It was the best. <laughs>
Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Brendan Laney joining us there. Absolute legend. He, he's one of those heroes for the Highlanders, those hardworking guys that, that they talk about uh, that just epitomises what it means to be a Highlanders man. With a few very interesting thoughts, didn't he yes. have? Yes. Wasn't just, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put chainsaw just in the uh, no, hardworking. No, skill as well. Oh, right, he Plenty had, of it. He, he, Magic. He, he could light up the old Carisbrook like few others yes. have before and certainly after. He was, I remember being a young fellow watching him and uh, it was always must watch. Yeah, also back then, uh, a lot of daytime footy. A lot of my favourite Brendan Laney memories were him carving up Carisbrook on a, what would appear to be a sunny afternoon. How I mean, good. now that I've been to Dunedin, I know it probably wasn't that sunny, but it just wasn't raining. But uh, yeah, he was, he was something else on the end of, I was going to say on the end of that back line. He would have come in and played 10 at the times too, but uh, wing or fullback was very rarely shone with those uh, great Landers teams. Just uber-talented, isn't he? Uber-talented is Brendan Laney. So good to get him on the programme. Uh, still a little bit more to come on the run home. We're not too far away from 7 o'clock. Stay with us. That's okay. Come and join Izzy and me each morning from 6 and I'm sure you'll find a reason to laugh. <laughs> Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beeve. The depth in cavalry at their disposal is a worrying sign. Four out of five super rugby teams in New Zealand are oozing with talent and depth, and it's got me thinking, where has the Highlanders got it so wrong? 2015, they became Super Rugby champions, and Atlanta Foundations have footprint for what it is to be a Highlander man. Fast forward seven years and multiple coaches and personnel changes, we have a real struggling outfit that is struggling to encourage players to stay and be a part of their future. Isaiah Punivai, prime example of someone who was there but wasn't in their long-term future and has moved on to sit in the stands at the Chiefs. Manaki Shelby Rickett, the same. I get a sense that the Landers have lost an opportunity of what they, after what they achieved in 2015 and are now at square one. Shafi Haki sitting in the stands for the Crusaders. Maka Springer. Look, I'm a Crusaders man through and through, but when I see the quality sitting in the stands around the country, it makes me wonder if the NZRU and the power they supposedly have will step in and potentially encourage players to look around. Mm, that was the bomb squad from Israel Dag on mornings this morning. Uh, I mean, you've said it, haven't you, Beef? Yeah, I think I've sort of been going on about the fact that there used to be a draft and obviously they've changed the contracting model and I understand that. But when these guys, sit, as, as he said, he pointed out the obvious ones, uh, sitting in stands and... But at the end of the day, and as you would, I'm sure as you would agree with me here too, like at what stage do the players take a bit of ownership for their careers? And yeah, I mean, you could be a part of a Crusaders squad that wins it or a Chiefs squad that wins it. But if you're sitting in the grandstand as, as squad number 25 or 30, what buzz do you get out of that as opposed to playing 15 games starting for the Landers? I mean, I couldn't see... I couldn't see how you could claim a title sitting in the grandstand. Mm. So why don't you go down to the Landers and try and change their fortunes? So I think there's definitely two aspects to it. 100% New Zealand rugby, I think it's... If, if, if this season continues, 
and let's not write them off just yet. I mean, no, it's two God, games. they could come and beat the Bloomin' Chiefs this week. You just never know. Uh, you just never know. Some and, team might have a bad day, and one might have a really, really good game. And it would be the classic landers to do that. But if this is the norm for the season, or you know, not even this bad, but slightly, slightly improved, then New Zealand rugby has to look at the f- five squads mm. across the board and say, what's going on? We've got four very competitive, high-performing squads. And then we've got the landers. So either they do something contractually to guys or you just have to tap them on the shoulders and say, get down there. because. But it's going to take somebody to make a stand about this because if it just rolls over, then they just continue like this. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some great points made on the program today. It's been great having your company. Go back and listen to any interview, any segment that we did. The text line today, the gruesome injuries, <laughs> the horrific things you've seen on a sports field. That was great. You can go back and listen on our SEMZ app. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you for sticking with us, and we'll catch you tomorrow.